What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, July 30th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee. Oh, what's good, Greg? Hey, thanks, Kevin. Uh, I like this shirt a lot. Thank Somehow, you. I don't know, I, I'm sure you, you're too busy to notice it as well. I, it, it dawns on me about time when I walk in here that I've never actually, I, I don't actually look at you. <laughs> Because you come in and you sit down and I'm putting it and I'll turn and I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? And we have a conversation. But I never take in the outfit till we're about to go on. And that's yeah. when it. And even then, I was I was trying to figure out how to work it into my intro. And what threw me is you're still playing the Lego Tower game, Andrea. I, I am. It's Andrea, true. now it's getting to be, now I'm getting worried. <laughs> so I tweeted this morning that when I opened up my phone, I had 245 people in my elevator queue waiting to come visit my and tower. I, I saw that. But as somebody who glazes over sometimes when you talk about this game, I'm not 100%. Does that mean you have 240, like, uh, what's good guardians and best friends who want to come visit you? Yes. Okay. So I didn't realize that so many people were coming to visit my tower. And unfortunately, I ha- I can't go revisit all these people because the idea of having friends in Lego Tower is that they visit you and they'll tip you 10 bucks. Okay. And then you go visit them and you'll tip them 10 bucks. And okay. then you can earn bucks, which are the in-game currency, uh, for free just by visiting your friend's tower. Sure. But the problem is... I don't know what kind of elevator situation these people have going on. And if these people can't be bothered to upgrade their elevators, then I'm wasting precious time visiting people who have like... 20 levels and haven't upgraded their elevator once. Oh man, I, this is this is a big problem for you. I totally understand so this. So I have to just clean them out. I can't go visit people right now. Maybe See, in like a why, day or two. This is I why recover. I haven't gone big and given out my Pokemon Go code. Because I just can't handle that much responsibility of having that many friends. You know what I mean? Because I got yeah. the gift services going on. And I, even on uh, the subreddit, somebody very funny, uh, I forget who, uh, very funnily put up a thing where I we, I let him in as a Pokemon Go friend. And then over the weekend, I cleaned out people. I didn't have the, I didn't like, you know, like have a, like uh, Belinda or, you know, somebody I've met in real life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was like, you know what? This is already getting too much and I'm too obsessive about my gifts. I'll tell you what. Pokemon Go, giving out the gifts and getting the gifts, my favorite part of the game. Yeah, I like catching the Pokemon. Sure, hate evolving them. Hate having to pay attention to the you know. Uh, Do you like rock, grinding them up? Rock paper scissors. I'm sorry, what was that? Do you like grinding them up? Oh, you know that. Yeah, I love nothing more than making them into candy and force feeding the candy to the other versions of them that I have. That's awesome. You know what I mean? I love a good torture scene, but <laughs> the gifts is what it's about. Why is this video? Because Kevin screen? is a man of his word. Where right also, before we went live, I talked about how this I saw on Reddit this lion attacked this dude during a, a, a like a circus thing. Oh my god. There's so many of them now. And he's Kevin was guy. like, I'm gonna, I'll look into it. And he's then he, he's like, I'm going to pull it up while you guys talk. And sure enough, he's just playing that's, the clip. Yeah, that's horrifying. Well, that's terrifying. Also, why are they in a cage with like seven lions? Oh, because, you know, this is how they do their little uh, li- Hey, oh, hey, lion, he jump on a box. Look at him. He's fine. Yeah, he's that's like, what I'm saying, though, right? Really? It's like his, uh, his, his sleeve. I don't know if I'd call that fine. His sleeve oh, my is God. He's up. like fighting it. See, also, this is... why are they still in this cage with these lions? Oh, no. They're trying to make their way to the door, and the lions are cutting them off, being like, you know what? We've had enough of this. Oh and my god! Wa- and they're just and they're just <laughs> spraying water on them. They've yeah, got yeah, they've yeah. got their little cattle prods. See that's the uh, whips or whatever that is. It was this it was this man who's trying to get out now and this woman there. But like they see again they <laughs> now look at look at the lions. Like, they're like this is my favorite thing about big cats that decide they want to kill people. Is that they're they're not like I'm just gonna kill people. I'm gonna kill a very specific person. <laughs> yeah. Right? They're going after that guy. Like they don't even care about the other woman. They're like, listen, Janet, we've always been cool, <laughs> right? But Ted today crossed the fucking line, and I'm gonna get him. Oh my god, that's that's very accurate. This is, Do you? I mean, you remember now? Yeah, the San Francisco. Now we're not even yeah, joking. Yeah, the San yeah. Francisco yeah. Zoo one Christmas Day. Kept throwing rocks at the, the the kids were leaning over the thing. They threw rocks down at the lions, right? Or tigers? Was lions? Tiger, tiger, tiger. And the tiger was finally like, you know what? And jumped up, got out. 
and didn't even chase. Did like a Terminator slow walk. Saw other people. Didn't fuck with other people. Was literally like, I'm going to find these kids. And then he found those kids and it didn't end well. But that's enough of that. It's time to talk about Outer Worlds coming to Switch. The PlayStation 4 hitting a million units shipped and more. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can give us your questions comments concerns everything under the video game sun then you can tune in to watch us record the show live twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe Housekeeping. Today we're brought to you by Patreon producers Colton Yoder, Blackjack, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're also brought to you by the sponsors Third Love and Upstart, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news! I already got it wrong and I know it. I'm sorry. Five items on the Roper Report. Oh, Bakers! Doesn't that guy died? The tiger guy. He did? Yeah. The guy in the cage right there? No, 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 no. The tiger guy from San Francisco. Oh, yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah, that was big yeah. news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, a, it was not a good Christmas day story. And then the poor tiger is probably the one who got blamed. Of course, yeah. Yeah, he and was. He killed got killed tiger. as well. Did yeah. they kill the tiger? Oh, yeah. Well, they killed what, him. What? I think that, that was the thing. The problem like, is once they get a taste for the human blood. And then he was just also just out. <laughs> He's just chilling outside. I'm like, oh, fucking. Uh, Lord of Pwn points out that I already screwed up by saying that it was a. Uh, it, it was. It's a. Uh, I mean, they didn't sell through the. Sh- they shipped them. They've shipped a million. Shut up, Lord. We're going to get there. Number one on the Roper Report The Outer Worlds is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, this is an official release that reads Private Division and Obsidian Entertainment today announced that The Outer Worlds will be released on Nintendo Switch following the launch of other platforms. It's a partnership with Virtu- Virtu- Virtuos. The Outer Worlds is a new single-player, first-person sci-fi RPG from Obsidian Entertainment and Private Division. Lost in transit while on a colonist ship bound for the furthest edge of the galaxy, you awake decades later only to find yourself in the midst of a deep conspiracy threatening to destroy the Halcron colony. Halcyon. Halcyon. Uh, as you explore the furthest reaches of space and encounter various factions all vying for power, the character you decide to become will determine how this player-driven story unfolds. In the corporate equation for the colony, uh, you are the unplanned variable. The Outer Worlds will be released on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC via the Microsoft Windows Store and Epic Game Store on October 25th, 2019. Following the release on these platforms, the Outer Worlds will also come to Nintendo Switch. No release date has been announced at this time. Unexpected, exciting news, Andrew. Yeah, this is great. You and I both are very excited for the Outer Worlds. Absolutely. Um, and I have some a, a cool little announcement that I uh, got to play the Outer Worlds at a special event, and that coverage is going live later this week. Ooh. So if you guys have questions for KFGD on Thursday about my time with the Outer Worlds, nice. um, you can send those in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. We have a special mini episode of What's Good Ooh. Games that we recorded with devs from Obsidian Entertainment. And we have our hands-on impressions in what's good, because uh, all three of us got to play um, on Friday's episode. Wow. Where can I get that? At uh, whatsgoodgames.com, at podcast services, wherever you download Kind of Funny Games Daily. Or if you want to see the gameplay that I captured for both my playthrough and Steimer's playthrough, you can go to youtube.com slash kind of, uh, not, not kind of funny. It's not going to be there. It's going to be at What's Good Games. <laughs> okay, cool. So our YouTube channel. Yeah. Seems like you're doing a blowout for it. 
Um, game must have sucked then, it's you know? Very, yeah, the game must have sucked. Well, it was, I told you it was our game of show. For no, no, E3. for real. No, we, and that's the thing. I mean, to even get away yeah. from the preview stuff, like everything I've seen of it, I'm so in for. Of course, yeah. this is the people who made Fallout New Vegas, right? The, the original South Park uh, RPG there. I can't wait to get into and play more of it and really go. That's why it's exciting it's coming to Switch, but also depressing that it's coming to Switch after the fact, no release date. Yeah, and I am holding out a little bit of hope that they might enable cross progression or cross save maybe so maybe so that would be really cool you would need an obsidian.net account or something like that I'll i don't buy think that that's game be. twice full price if i can bring my save between systems you will not but let's get gauge involved with the conversation or should i call him luke shot first in the chat uh he writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can it says nintendo just announced that the outer world from obsidian will be coming to the nintendo switch following its release on other consoles obsidian in their announcement said they're partnering with Virtuo Studios. Uh, how do I say it? I'm not saying it right. Virtuos. Virtuos. Stu- g- Virtuos Games, who have also ported Starlink, Battle for Atlas, as well as done art assets for games like Final Fantasy, XIV, Shadowbringers, and more. Coming out of E3 this year, The Outer Worlds is one of my most anticipated games. The Fallout 3 slash Elder Scrolls style RPG games are some of my favorites of all time. So everything in me wants, wants to be through the roof with excitement about this. However, do you think this port will greatly diminish the experience of this game with a world as immersive as this it's hard not to want the best experience parentheses like on my xbox one x but goddamn, to play this on my switch would be a dream come true as long as it's not a hot piece of trash thoughts well i can only speak to what we saw at e3 because right. uh, everything else is still under embargo um, but if you compare this type of experience to what has already come to switch most notably the Witcher 3 and the Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim or right. I think comparable titles sure. right then I think though if, if those games are going to you know can function on the switch I don't see why yeah, this game just... couldn't because if you look at the art style from all of the trailers they've released so far okay, I've throw up a trailer the um, Outer Worlds, please. Okay. Yeah, so they released this great new trailer uh, at the Xbox conference um, at E3 this year. And if you look at that art style, I think it's got a really unique design, but it doesn't look particularly graphic intensive. Mm, mm. Uh, but then again, I don't know what the back end of that game looks like. Yeah, that's the biggest question about it is I hope that, yeah, it's going to look awesome. Uh, can you actually go to just, uh, yeah, re- this I'm is the announcement. No, nope, there's this is gonna, there's no gameplay here. I'm, I'm just telling you. Well, then why'd you do it wrong? You know what I mean? <laughs> Hold on. Right there, Outer Worlds, gameplay trailer, GameSpot. Just click on that. That is a demo with Max Scoville. That's, nice. that's not going to help you. We don't want that trailer, T-R-A-I-L-E-R. Right there. It's right a- above it, you idiot! That's 20 minutes to blow it! Kevin's just fucking with that's you. That's the one I clicked! I know, I know. No, one is. more down, Kevin. No, he's that fucking one. with you. Don't bite. Don't bite. Don't give in. Greg, I couldn't remember what this game was, uh, and I wanted to ask you. I was like, Greg, uh, describe it in one word. And I was so curious to see what you would have done. RPG. Oh, no. That's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, yeah, it's... I, where it's gonna hit is performance, right? Where it's gonna lose something is graphical fidelity, mm-hmm. you assume. And, you know... I'm still, you bring up uh, Skyrim, right? And you bring uh, Witcher. Mm-hmm. Skyrim, it seemed like people were happy with. I never even, I downloaded it, but never actually turned it on and went into it. Now, granted, Skyrim, of course, had a PS3 version, an Xbox 360 version that should be easy to run on the Switch. Witcher, of course, a big question mark still, right? Of I can't wait for that one to come out and right. see what that looks like and what uh, sacrifices they did make there. Exactly. Because they've already talked a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, uh, less than when it comes to graphics. Oh. I forget. So I'm looking it up when right you now. get in here, like even right now, what we're seeing on screen, I mean, this looks like what I uh, what Fallout New Vegas would look like, I would imagine, running on the Xbox One X or the PlayStation 4. 
I think you're gonna just gonna lose quality there. And it, it, for me, the biggest thing is not even. It just says 2019 from yeah. what I've seen. It, it, for Outer Worlds and where I want to play it, like I feel like it's going to run fine on Switch. I think you're going to lose some of the graphical quality of it. I don't think it would matter. It's the same thing where I'm super excited for The Witcher 3 to come to Switch because I want... This is my dream, right? I love mm. I love the more Western RP, RPGs, right? I like the open world uh, Western RPGs where it's gonna we're going to go out there and we're going to have dialogue choices and this, that, and the other and third-person combat if you want it to be your first-person combat, but basically not turn-based combat. That's right. my jam. And I always wanted a Fallout for the, the Vita. I always wanted a Fallout for uh, the switch so to get our worlds there is super exciting i wonder how long the gap's going to be and then also you talk about cross uh, save right and progression i don't know how much that's going to matter to me because what they've always said with outer worlds right is the idea that hey we're building an rpg that isn't 400 hours what right. do they say 20 or 30 i think no i well from my understanding the conversations i've had with the teams yeah. so far i thought i was under the impression it was closer to 50 to 60 mm, but mm, mm. But still, that's a, a lot more manageable than like sure. your, the Witcher. Hop, your 200 plus hours. Yeah, The Witcher, yeah. Skyrim. And like The Witcher gets exciting for me. Like, I, you know, I, I dropped off after what, 25 hours on PlayStation uh, so that if I have it on Switch now and I can just tinker with it whenever I want to, I'll probably still never see the end of it, but it'll be there when I want it. And so this one, if it's a shorter RPG, but it's still awesome. And again, from what I've seen of it, the different choices you make, the way they play out, uh, you know. It is what they're great at at Obsidian is a gray area where it's not like here's the good choice, here's the bad choice, here's the Paragon choice, here's the Renegade choice. It is make these decisions and see what happens. Playing through on one one time on PlayStation Four, having a great time, and then months later the switch drops and playing that on planes. I think I could have fun with that. So the lead developers Leonard Boyarsky and Tim Kane talked to PlayStation Lifestyle.net and said. 15 to 40 hours of playtime was a fair assumption. Okay. Yeah, Ill Grill Chill and You're Wrong says in a P- during a PC Gamer interview, it was stated the game The Outer Worlds would be between 30 and 40. So basically, guess so, what? Nobody knows. They're making yeah, it up as they so go Yeah, it along. sounds like it can be, you know, Golden incredibly path, right short yeah. if you want to skip all the side stuff. But like, who plays an RPG to skip all of the side content? That's, that's like, not what it's about. Exactly. That's not what it's about. That's what, that's what killed me in The Witcher. <laughs> Well, there's the main quest, but there's a bunch of question marks. I'll knock those out. Oh, my God. It made more question marks. Knock those out. Oh, my God. There's more question marks. Never got out of Act 1. Too much to do. Yeah. You know? So what? what is your... Obviously, you're going to play this at release. Yes. You're going to play it on October. Correct. You think you'll play it on Switch again, too? Um, Probably. I mean, it really depends on when the release date is and what else is coming out around that time. I like the idea that even if, you know, you know my my pipe dream of cross progression is not going to be fully realized, which let's be honest, it's probably not. Um, I think that what's cool about it from, you know, what we got to see at E3 is that there's definitely going to be a lot of different ways to play the game based off the choices that you make in the narrative trees, right? So I could potentially pick a specific play style and attributes and perks, et cetera, on my, you know, PS4 version. And then I could play a completely different yep. way and make different choices and go down different branches on my switch version. Yeah. And I think that's what will be the benefit of it. I hope it's not too big of a gap, but then I guess I, I guess I, and then again, I guess I kind of hope it is. So I actually get through it on PlayStation and then have another reason to play and switch, but we shall see. Mm-hmm. Speaking of PlayStation, Greg way number two, PlayStation four numbers are out. Uh, this is uh, Daniel Ahmad over at, at Z huge X 
you know Daniel. We bring him up all the time. Analyst. He had some numbers out of the financials here from PlayStation. Sony has shipped 100 million PlayStation 4s as of June 30th, 2019. This makes PlayStation 4 the fastest home console to reach 100 million units sell in. Faster than both the PlayStation 2 and Wii, which were just behind. It took PS2 a total of five years and nine months. PS4 was just five years and seven months. Sony expects PlayStation 4 to reach uh, 111.8 million as of March 31st, 2020. Wow, Andrea. Looks like John Drake made a bad move leaving PlayStation, (laughs) huh? This Disney thing's going nowhere. Disney's uh, Disney's not too shabby Uh, of a company. We'll see what happens. Um, But this is excellent news for PlayStation. Clearly, the portfolio that they had across the lifetime of this console has pushed it to this wild number of units sold. Obviously, you and I are both fans. Yeah. Good for you, PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, Kebabs writes in with a question to patreon.com slash games and says, Today, the PlayStation 4 hit 100 million units uh, sold globally. And again, uh, I'm sure Lord Pone will jump in here to say it's shipped. It's shipped, not sold. I hate this. It's confusing. Uh, this, once again, begs the question, quote, Can it top the PS2's 155 million? The answer thus far has univer- usually been no. But the wrinkle to this is that it has hit the target faster than the PlayStation 2 has, meaning the 100 million shipped, which you just mm-hmm. talked about. I think it may be possible. With fa- What factors do you think the PlayStation 4 needs to surpass the PlayStation 2? What will limit it? For me, it all hinges on post-PlayStation 5 support and sales. Is it going to break 155 million? I don't think so. I think the reason why, and we, I've, we've talked about this a couple of times on the show, is that the PlayStation 2 was in a very different spot where it sat in the larger consumer electronics landscape mm-hmm. versus where PlayStation 4 is today. And I think the PlayStation 5 being backwards compatible with PlayStation 4 games is going to encourage people to upgrade sooner than they maybe would have if it wasn't. Yeah. And maybe people who never got a PlayStation 4 who were always, you know, PC Switch or Xbox might not be incentivized to buy a PlayStation 4 if they can play PS4 games on their PS5. Not to mention we have other people in the mix like Stadia coming into play and other streaming services. Uh, Mobile gaming today is a gigantic section of the market which did not exist exactly during the PS2 era, right? So I think for a lot of those reasons, you know, PS4 is never going to top the PS2's numbers. I don't know if any system... Besides mobile, of course, which I think is in its own bucket, is yeah. going to be able to ever top. I don't think another console will ever dethrone the PS2. As everyone knows, I'm a moron when it comes to numbers, and so I'm bad at this part of the game. Uh, I find it hard to believe, for all the reasons you just listed, it, PlayStation 4 could hit PlayStation 2. And I think the big you, you nailed it on the head, right? That remember, like PlayStation 2 launched, and it was such a big deal that it was an affordable DVD player. Mm-hmm. Like that's something we all look past now, but it was such a big deal that that was an affordable DVD player to the point that once they launched the PlayStation 3, right, they're still selling the incredibly slim PlayStation 2 just for a hundred bucks that people are just picking up to be DVD players in the kid's room or in their car or whatever. I feel like you're not going to see that functionality or at least that uh, fan base for the PlayStation 4 in the same way because I'm with you that I think PlayStation 5 is going to be backwards compatible with the PS4 and we're back to just talking about like uh, these like half steps right like mm-hmm. the new models in the same way PlayStation 4 Pro is a big reason I think you see these numbers be so astronomical is the fact that so many people bought in on PlayStation 4 it was already a bona fide success and then it was now there's a version to get even more out of it and so many people doubled down and bought again which you don't usually have a reason to unless your console breaks right or you want a slimmer form factor but form factor or you just want a new prettier one 
Also true, right? Like that Hannah Montana PSP. God, was it beautiful. Uh, what is wrong with you? It was a great PSP. It was purple. It was great. You would have loved it, Andrea, back in the day. Oh, for your, well, I'm I sure you loved it. it back in the day, but now we know with what's good mean purple. Anyways, uh, yeah, I don't think PlayStation 4 is going to have those kind of post-PlayStation 5 legs. I think that once PlayStation 5 comes around, it's like, well, yeah, we could buy a PS4, and I'm sure it's going to be a few hundred dollars cheaper, a hundred dollars cheaper, somewhere in that range, depending on what PlayStation 5 is, depending on what they want to sell the slim, non-pro versions for. But it's still going to be, well, if we're in that ballpark, why not go to the next thing, right? Like, you want that high-definition graphics, you want it to be 5K, checkerboard, whatever the hell, that weird sound everybody's talking about. I don't fucking understand any of it. But I just feel like you're going to be right there, right? Yeah, no, exactly. And so I think that it's really cool that they've been able to hit this mark at all, um, given the the global competition and the games market at large. And I think it's awesome. So congrats to them. I think the only other console right now that maybe has a chance at like matching this is the Switch. Speaking of, Greg Way, number three, <laughs> let's talk some Switch numbers. We're going to start with Steve Watts at GameSpot. Nintendo has issued its earnings statements for the quarter ending June 30, and once again, we have updated sales data on Switch hardware and its top games. The console slash handheld hybrid is nearing 37 million lifetime units sold, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is gaining ground on the software charts. The Nintendo Switch has reached 36.87 million units sold, with software topping 210 million units. The ranking of the highest selling software has remained the same relative to each other from the March sales figures, but strong sales of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate suggests it may be overtaking Super Mario Odyssey for the second place spot soon. If you're wondering, uh, those spots look like this. Number one is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with 17.89 million units. Uh, number two, Super Mario Odyssey with 14.94 million units. Number three, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate with 14.73 million units. Uh, IGN has this chime in that's interesting. Perhaps most impressive is the news that Super Mario Maker 2, which was released on June 28, 2019, has sold 2.42 million units in the three days before the quarter came to a close. Super Mario Maker 2 was also the top-selling game in June, beating out Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled, and Mortal Kombat 11. So there you go. Especially with Evo, a raid around the corner. It's this weekend, I believe, in fact. I think that Smash is going to get a nice little influx of of players. And they've done a pretty decent job at communicating about their DLC plans. Whereas with a game like Super Mario Odyssey, it was like, it was out and then it's done. Yeah, exactly. Right. And yeah, they should have done more. Whatever happened to the Luigi's uh, Mansion world, huh? Where, where, where are all the worlds we were supposed to get? They're just making a full Luigi's wasn't Mansion. There, wasn't there some DLC for... Yeah, some yeah, I think there balloon was one, garbage. Some there balloon was like garbage. Pack. Nobody wanted it. This is a good kind of funny.com slash a wrong moment for us. But, I mean... It wasn't what we wanted. They were never going to... What? Nothing. I'm saying it wasn't what we wanted. The DLC. No. They were never it. going to support Odyssey the way that they're supporting Smash. Oh, of course. God, no. I'm just going to drop this in there. It could, it could have been a news item on its own, but I put it in as an, uh, out today, I think. Okay. Uh, oh, the Hero from Dragon Quest series joined Super Smash Bros. Ultimate today. There was that Nintendo Direct today. I'm sure all these nerds like Tim were all like, oh my God, if, uh, up B button's really cool. And there you go. Hero's out there. You can go play him. You know what I mean, Kev? <laughs> yeah, these Dork? side beats. Ooh. Oh, I love my side beat. Number four. Fire Emblem voice actor has been dropped for abusive behavior. This is Brendan Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz. Nintendo has confirmed that it will be replacing a Fire Emblem voice actor after he confirmed allegations of abusive behavior. Quote, after assessing the situation, we decided to re-record the character's voiceovers in Fire Emblem Three Houses and Fire Emblem Heroes with another actor, the company told GamesIndustry.biz over the weekend. The new voiceovers will be included in a future patch. The voice actor is Chris 
Neo C, who played the male version of customizable Fire Emblem Three Houses protagonist Blythe. Uh, Neo C has provided voice work for a number of games, including Dust and Elysian Tale and Octopath Traveler. His replacement has apparently already been found, and a new trailer for Fire Emblem Heroes credits Zach Aguilar as the voice of Blythe. Uh, Neosi's behavior became more widely known two weeks ago when an ex-girlfriend published a blog post detailing instances of emotionally manipulative and sexually abusive behavior. Others corroborated these accounts and added their own stories until Neosi addressed the complaints himself, saying, quote, I have horribly mistreated and abused friends, colleagues, and even my significant others in a post titled, It's Time That I Apologize to All the People I've Hurt. Good. As usual, don't be abusive to people. Don't be a bad person. Don't do that. That's bad. Yep. And if you're going to be a bad person, hopefully they come for you and it's revealed you're a bad person and everyone realizes I shouldn't be a bad person. Right, Kevin? Yep. Totally true. Anything else to add to this? I think you summed it up quite Be better nicely. to e- people. Be better to each other. Don't be emotionally abusive to somebody. Don't be sexually abusive. Don't be abusive. Period. Can we say that? Can we just say that? Yeah. Be good to people. Be good to people, everybody. Number five. We have details on Fallout 76's first raid. This is from Alicia Judge over at IGN. Fallout 76 is continuing to beef up its live service gaming options with the introduction of its first four-player raid next month. Called Vault 94, the first raid can also be played solo, in pairs, or groups of three, but the difficulty will be much harder. Uh, hmm. Mayor went into further detail. I must have cut out the reference. Mayor from the Fallout team, whose first name escapes me. Uh, Actually, it happens when you enter the Vault 94. When you go in, you get to choose one of three different difficulty levels, he said. The first one is called Novice, and when you go in, it's still very difficult. Don't get me wrong, but it's probably a good way to get used to the vault and the puzzles and how how to handle it. It's very puzzle-based. You have to figure out the right blend of balance between taking down mobs and opening doors and doing different things. The second two levels add a time pressure. There's internal time pressure from minute to minute, but this is a meta time pressure where you have to do the whole raid within a certain amount of time. A tweet from the official follow Twitter confirmed that Vault 94 will go live on August 20th. You going to go into it? You going to jump into that vault? Get in there? It's been a hot minute since I've turned fallout on yeah so probably not because in order to raid you usually have to be at the top end of your um, progression and that is not where i am so definitely not i have way too much work to do in the solstice event in destiny oh my fucking i still gotta play ultimate alliance greg yeah you do have to play ultimate alliance that's a huge problem yeah yeah young what i started with jen Mm -hmm. and it's enjoyable it's the same thing we played before but it was even that same thing i'm just like it's not borderlands yeah. Kind of just ready for Borderlands at this point. I don't, I don't yeah. know if I need to do this right now. We're I'll get getting back close. To We're like, what, six weeks away? Five yeah. weeks away? And almost a month is what I keep saying. Am I going to like Borderlands? Yes. Of course you yes. are, Kevin. You're going to love Borderlands. This is exciting. I didn't know that. Oh, you're yeah. Totally. And you're not, you're not allowed to not play it. And the best thing is there's no way for you to fall behind. There's no division bullshit. The whole thing with the, I can play it with a level 99 character. You can play with a level 9 character. Your own loot We're both stream. getting our own loot and having a great time. Awesome. I blocked it out on the calendar today. I want to do a stream on lunch day. Fantastic. You're in. I'm sure that's going to work perfectly. Why wouldn't it? Because they always crash the launch stream. Yeah, but it's Borderlands this time. They should have it pretty much, right? But the no. but the online oh, infrastructure right, in Borderlands <laughs> is very different than a lot of the other games that incorporate a PvP system. Yeah, but remember when I tried to stream with Fran and it was broken? <laughs> Borderlands 1 when they did the re-release of Game of the Year edition. Mm. Yeah. We'll I'm bummed I can't out. be there with you guys. We'll I actually have to go to a wedding that weekend. Psh, cancel it. You know what I mean? Yeah, take it. Case. Get a games case. Oh, no, I have my game screen. There you we go. Were, perfect. Greg and I were just talking you about it. You got no excuse. You don't got an excuse. Put it up at the reception. 
There it is. Bring a Wi-Fi hotspot, your own little power cable, you're all set to go. That's the Wi-Fi noise going off. I see what you're doing, Kev. I like where your head's at. Uh, back to Fallout. Uh, this, I don't think, is going to get me back in but in terms of it. But when they add the the NPCs with the tasks and the branching stuff, I want to go in and try that again. Because, again, at E3, I turned it on when we, after the Bethesda con- or the day of the Bethesda conference before we even knew about that stuff. And I was impressed with how it was running down, all the different stuff. It's super confusing and i hate that idea of like shit should i restart a character should i like st- start this game again because i don't i've been i've taken so much time off no don't start over i know but i would say thing i jump in i'm like what was i doing where was i do- what was where happening was- how do you do you then? would have to Fallout learn 76. that if you started from the beginning anyway so might as well keep all the stuff you've already collected no i'm with you i didn't do it don't get me wrong i ran a little greggy around trying to figure it out if you want to start it over let me know why don't you just join why don't you just join me you know Okay, so you don't want to start over. No, I don't. I said I don't. All right, I'm retracting my statement. Okay, good. Jeez, Kevin. God, why are we always yelling at each other? It's fun. Hate everybody. Uh, Andrew, I'm excited to see if Fallout uh, does whatever with the NPCs and stuff, but that's so far away. (laughs) (laughs) If I wanted to know something more immediate, where would I go? Greg, you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Out today, We Happy Few has added a new rock and roll DLC, Light Bear. It's out now. Uh, Red Dead Online reports big rewards await all Red Dead Online players this week with 50% more Red dead online money and xp across elimination series events along with 30 percent more xp and oh i'm sorry for any equipped ability card and a bonus treasure map for a three-day daily challenge streak one challenge per day uh, also now they have a di- there's a division care package available for all agents of course you know episode one for the division two is out dropped last week however they added this in a press release today in addition to the release of episode one, and this part is new, a dedicated care package will automatically be granted to division agents now until August 13th, preparing them to take the fight outside of DC. While playing the game, agents can redeem their package filled with three pieces of equipment by going to their mailbox in their stash. Have you done the DLC? You jump in that episode one yet? No, I haven't, but I definitely want to go check it out. I, I haven't been back to the division since the raid came out in May. So yeah. it, Here's the thing. It's still a great game still fantastic gear score still 500 so it's just like i went and did all the dlc and i ended and it's just like well i don't want to grind any of this because like what i'm just getting minimal damage increase like i thought that they were increasing that with one of the updates no no i mean they, they will eventually but they put it with the raid they were like we're not going up to five we're not going beyond 500 and then this one didn't didn't push it either so basically i need to just wait until they raise the level cap then go back exactly okay i, I mean I, and i love the game and the game plays great and if I really, I'm not at all, as you know, the guy who wants to grind out the build and get the best plus two damage. I just like playing it and having great shit. And so like right now it's just like, okay, cool. Did all the story stuff and uh, I'll come back. I'll be back and I'll do the raid. I don't want to do the raid on baby ass baby mode that they put in there. I yeah. want to get the trophy for doing all the real thing, but I want to be way overpowered when I come in. So I'm with you. Exactly. Uh, Hero from Dragon Quest is uh, joining Super Smash Brothers Ultimate today. Forager is on PlayStation 4 and Switch. Uh, Morphe's Law is on PC. The Blackout Club, PS4, Xbox One, PC. Mutant Year Zero, Road to Eden is on Switch. Solo, Islands of the Heart is on PlayStation 4. Oxygen Not Included is on PC. Proquette? You want to say? Proquette? Pyro, yeah, pi- pirouette. Pirouette. That's it. PC. Uh, Cricket 19 is on PC. Uh, Raiders of the North Sea is on PC and Mac. Corpse Killer 25th Anniversary is on PC. Merchant of the Skies is on PC and Mac. Uh, Tower Tales on PC. And pre-orders for the Nintendo Switch Lite are up on Amazon right now. You can be like Gary Witta and get it. 
I will never pre-order anything from Amazon ever again. Yeah, you got oh. burned on what My was it? My Super Nintendo Classic Edition. Right. Pre-ordered it, had a confirmation, all good to go, and then like just like mere weeks before launch, they canceled my pre-order. And then by that time, all the pre-orders everywhere else were sold out. Aren't they available like just at stores? Like if you go to Target now? Well, now, yeah, but she, now, you, know, you yeah. want it to thing, you know? But like they weren't for for many months. But like the yeah. whole idea of a pre-order is that you put money down to secure your order for when it comes out at launch. Yeah, yeah. Amazon got fucked on that one. And Amazon's just like, YOLO, we canceled your shit. Ha 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 That's rude. I was very upset about it. I don't it. think they should have done that. Never again. Was it, Hashtag was it Amazon's never again. Fault or was it Nintendo's fault? Or was it Andrea's fault? We'll never know. Well, it was definitely Andrea's Amazon's fault. Sure it was Amazon and Andrea start with the same letter, though, so you know. Oh, shit. Oh, my. I've never seen them in the same room at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> New dates for you. Metal Wolf Chaos XD is coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on August 6th. Electronic Arts and Respawn Entertainment announced the Apex Legends preseason invitational, a large scale esports tournament featuring the largest collection of competitive talent ever for an Apex Legends event. Held September 13th through the 15th in Krakow, Poland. 80 teams. <laughs> Three players per team from around the world will compete in a bracketed tournament for a prize pool of 500,000 US dollars. Uh, Concrete Genie is coming out October 8th for 30 bucks, and Cool Greg will be on the Gamescast this week to give us the Cool Greg effect. He went down to PlayStation and played it. Uh, this is the one I know Kevin's been waiting for. Uh, Garfield Kart Furious Racing uh, is coming. It's, <laughs> there's a new Garfield Kart Racer coming. The game will be on uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, this? and Steam no, on November 5th in the United States and November 7th in Europe. Why? Yeah, if you can get me a Garfield Kart Furious Racing. Like, I don't get like the joke. I I knew you'd be excited like, for oh, it. It's a shitty game. Kevin must like it. Was I mean, it I was, was just saying it because I thought we it'd be like funny. But now he likes lasagna. Do you not like lasagna? Okay, I love lasagna. Exactly. You know that. Do you like sleeping? Yeah, Seems no, like, sleeping's pretty do you, cool. Do you hate Mondays? Because it sounds like you're Garfield. It's Thursday. Your Gar- it sounds Thursdays. like you're Garfield. Apparently you- there was an older Garfield cart racer oh, this called is a Fast sequel. and Furry? This is a sequel. <laughs> this is definitely a sequel, everybody. Oh, <laughs> uh, While Kevin tries to find this, this one came out of the blue. I got it off IGN. Zombieland Double Tap Road Trip is coming out on October 15th. Uh, it's coming to PC and console. IGN reports Road Trip is a top-down twin-stick shooter that takes place after the events of the first movie. You and your friends can play as one of the four original heroes from the movie, Tallahassee, Columbus, Wichita. That's not, that's not how you spell Wichita, is it? Mm-hmm. And Little Rock. Uh, as well as uh, unlockable characters from the sequel. Uh, here. Yeah, yes, that is how you spell Wichita. Really? Yes. Wow, man crazy you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> not, wow. how you, not how you words, expect it man, words, words. How, you know, this I don't, is i don't see, know which one it, it is well we're looking for garfield cart furious racing okay what did i, I don't for? know if there's a new what trailer for, for the for the new one i'd like to apologize you did search for that i'm sorry all right it, okay. it might be, this is a press release that dropped today that we're getting a new garfield game all right <laughs> i don't know what's going on yeah. yeah let me check we're gonna stop the show full stop here we're going to go into my things here. See, Garfield. Yeah, I was now, looking say, for it. I didn't see anything. I want you all to know, Garfield gets a bad rap. All right? A lot of people like to talk shit and act like they don't love Garfield back when they were growing up. Garfield and Friends. Uh, fucking the comic strip. Him talking to John, Wasn't right? he super mean to Odie all the time? Yeah, yeah he, he, had he was. one cat that he, like, tortured in a sexual way. Wait, what? The little gray cat. Normal. It wasn't sexual. He just mailed her to Abu Dhabi all the yeah, time. there you go. And I'll let you know, because of that, I knew Abu Dhabi was a place. Until Fast and Furious. All right, so Kevin, no, it turns out that there is no trailer in the release, but there are screenshots like this. So as you can see, there's Garfield in a cart. Well, 
That looks a lot better. Can you actually send it to assets? I want to look at it. Sure, I'll send it to you. How, I'm going to forward you the email, all right? Oh, that seems like a lot of steps. Is it? Yeah. I'll, all right, here's how I'm going to do that. I'm going to copy the link address uh-huh. to the assets. Oh, that's not going to work. And now I'm going to put them into assets for you. Is okay. that You want them assets yeah, or you yeah, want them yeah, to yeah. control? Yeah, assets. All right. Oh, the nanobiologist says, fun fact, the Garfield game comes out the same day as Death Stranding. Death Stranding killer. We're sorry, Kojima. It's over. <laughs> Now I just feel like we've hung out so long we have to just read the press release. Today, Microids and Paws Inc. are announcing the upcoming release of the game Garfield Kart Furious Racing. Oh, the game, the game will be available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and Steam November 5th in the United States and November 7th in Europe. Fans of racing, cats, and lasagna, get ready. Garfield, the world-famous cat, is back to take on John, Odie, and their friends in this racing game where anything goes. Each of the available characters and carts, which can be customized with dozens of accessories, has its own characteristics and a unique driving style. Make a strategic choice to match your playing style so that you can cross the finish line in first place. Get off to the best start and master tough skids to save time and win the race. Crazy bonus items will spice up the race, including the pillow and the magic wand to give you the edge over your competitors. Are you as lazy as Garfield? Take shortcuts and use the spring to overtake everyone else. Oh, there's John. Garfield cart. Furious Racing is perfect for playing with friends or family and features 16 iconic tracks from the world of Garfield. <laughs> iconic Including Pale Rock Lake and Pastacosi ba- pa- <laughs> What? The Pastacosi Factory. <laughs> Compete in online races with up to eight players and split screen races with up to four players. Nintendo Switch players can also take the advantage of local uh, wireless connections to connect up to eight consoles. Three game modes will be available to please even the toughest of drivers. Grand Prix Single Race and Time Trial. Oh my god. Go get him, Garfield. You know? Again, is people this, wanna... Is this worth breaking news? I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's definitely not worth No, not Garfield. Not Garfield. Oh, okay. Andrea's showing me something on hers. I pulled up a story on my laptop and showed it to Greg to see. Andrea? Yes. Read to me. Um, so I got this press release that just came in, and the, the headline is Phase Clan brings in first female member, 13-year-old deaf Fortnite pro Ewok. So I got this story from Tube Filter, which is a digital media trade. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that outlet, but I've been following them for a really long time. They have all the the news about uh, the online channels. Um, so it reads, Gaming and Entertainment Collective Phase Clan, which was founded in 2010, has finally brought in its first female member. Newly minted Phase Ewok is a 13-year-old deaf Fortnite expert who this past weekend won $20,000 for charity in the Fortnite World Cup Celebrity Pro-Am Tournament, where gaming pros team up with celebrity noobs to see which duo comes out on top. Ewok, whose real name is Soleil Wheeler, was paired with the singer and actor Jordan Fisher. Her Phase Clan announcement came Saturday with the organization tweeting we usually surprise our new members but tonight we got surprised with the best news join us in welcoming the first girl ever to the phase clan ewok so technically broke on saturday um but i'm just hearing about it now but this is awesome yeah no totally rad this is the I, you, talk, you talk about it being on saturday right i feel like for us kind of funny games daily or whatever but also i think our sect of the industry esports is a blind spot for the most part yeah right? that's a cool story coming out of it yesterday we've talked about the you know the Fortnite world cup and the 16 year old who won the three million dollars a lot of awesome stuff's going on there let alone we were running through i don't know if you heard the technical feat of what the Fortnite world cup was and how they had it as a like awesome esport there yeah, absolutely. And I think what's great about this story is that they said along with being FaZe Clan's first female gamer, which is important, there's not enough women representation in esports, Wheeler is also one of its youngest. She's just slightly older than a player who I should know how to say 
but I don't Welcome know how to, to say Greg's world. Sound it out. Yeah, just, it. what do you got? Take a shot. It's, uh, you see me out here. I struggle all the time. Just do it. It's, it's freeing. Once you admit H1 you're an idiot. Giski? No, that was H1 Giski? There's definitely somebody who's listening that's like, uh, she's so stupid. She doesn't even know how to say the guy's name. Um, so if you know how to say this FaZe Clan member's name, please let me know. Um, who uh, joined FaZe when he was just 12, though the organization, uh, when it introduced him, claimed he was 13. Uh, Wheeler has celebrated her success by encouraging other disabled folks to pursue their ambitions. So in addition to being super young and representing for the ladies, she's also representing disabled gamers. So. Triple threat. Good for her. Yeah, triple threat indeed. Andrea, as you know, anything can happen on Kind of Funny Games Daily, so I'm bringing the nanobiologist into the conversation <laughs> right now. Oh, no! He wrote in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, the Wall Street Journal reported that real estate owners in malls are going to start renting space to create new esports arcades, lounges, and stadiums. But... Do you think this will attract people? The stadium the Fortnite World Cup took place in was sold out all weekend, but is that just a one-off occurrence? I remember going to the comp- to a computer cafe when I was little to play Counter-Strike Source with friends, but that was because no, the internet was not nearly as good as every computer was at this. This what could that still succeed today when people have way faster internet and more people? are inclined to watch streams on their own through Twitch or play games at their own houses or just chat over voice chat. Is this just a way to look at what used to happen and not think about what should happen in the future and dip into the growing gamers' pockets? Do you think people putting esports and uh, arcade kind of places into malls is going to be a good thing, Andrew, in it? It really depends on the area. It's hard to make a universal like yes or no because I think it's so case by case you have to really feel out if there's enough people in that specific town or that location to warrant you know doing like tune in events and I think that goes for any sport it's not just Mm esports because there are some communities that are like really ravenous about football but they could care less about basketball, sure. right? And so I think it's the same for esports, particularly with the games. Like maybe this one community is all about FGC and they only want to show up for Evo or they only want to show up for Dota, but they would never, they don't really care about the Fortnite World Cup, right? Yeah. So there is something there. I think I, it's hard, it's going to be hard to nail and you'll need to be a smarter person than you or I. But you figure. People love getting together to talk about games and celebrate games. Look at PAX. Look at any of the shows, right? So if you can take a space and have whatever every night be one night's fighting games or is just Street Fighter, right? The other night is Fortnite. You and then you have basically bowling leagues of people who are coming in to play them, right? And then it is a gathering spot and a hub spot of people who want to be around games to do it. Yeah, you're going to stay home most of the night, but then you get into that tradition with your friends who are also like, all right, cool. The best, we want to be the best Fortnite players on the block in in the, you know, county. We're going to go over to this place. We're going to hang out every Friday night and we're going to play together and do that tournament and try to make it happen. I did that. When I lived in L.A. Yeah, for, for Guitar, Guitar Hero. Hero. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like every Tuesday night, we'd go to Big Wangs in Hollywood. Big Wangs. We'd have wings and beer, and we would play Guitar Hero. And most weeks, I won. <laughs> but I mean, and like, that was fun. And that's the Yeah, and, I loved it. And there's so many... I know... For a fact, being as you know lucky as we are to travel as much, I definitely run into bar kids that are doing the same things. You run like the Killer Queen community, right? Is insanely awesome and has a great thing going. There's a way to do that and merge it with esports, where it is we're doing the local thing where you're here, and then we are doing watch parties, and there are this. It's just you need to have 
your finger on that pulse in such a specific way that like you're saying it's not a turnkey thing it can't be a, i don't think you can do a chain restaurant kind of thing that makes sense and figure it all out but somebody's going to figure it out and then it's going to become a chain yeah. yeah like if you could like that'd be really cool can you imagine two chains competing against each other in like a tournament or even if you have more than that like a bunch of squads in some game competing against each other where it's like a nationwide thing that'd yeah. be really cool yeah i mean it could out. also be a really fun idea if you think about a company potentially pivoting to that like a GameStop, for example, yep. how they clearly have been struggling with their retail merchandising side of their business. And even though ThinkGeek has certainly helped out along the way, it's not going to be enough as we go, you know, closer and closer into this digital streaming future. You know, wouldn't it be awesome if they were able to use some of the connections and the deep, you know, um, ties they have within the video game yeah. world to facilitate something like that and that could be possible right that's what they talk about they like when they we did the report here of how they're trying to reimagine their stores with that architecture firm to do like they're talking about a community infrastructure they're talking about trying to give you a reason to come have this water cooler experience and that's the other thing too of like i think as adults it's so easy to be like yeah you go to the bar for trivia night right like getting kids into a place where uh, you, it can't be a drinking thing, right? So it has to be this arcade thing, but how do you get them into also spend money? Why can't it money? be a drinking thing? Because they're kids! Be, why does it have to be for kids? They're kids! Why can't it be for us, Greg? Kids love fucking Fortnite. They got those sticky drunk, fingers. Then, you know, well, have the kids come in in the afternoon there. and then at 9 o'clock you kick them to the curb and then we get to come I, I in. I feel like the problem with all these places yeah. is like the fact that like you need an expensive piece of hardware to run whatever it is, right? Whether it's uh, like a console game or a PC game, sure, you're gonna need a computer or something, and it's like those are expensive. And then if you spill something on them, they break. Yeah, yeah. you know, and that's real tricky. Well, there are some people doing that, like um, like Nirvana that uh, Chrissy Pitchford runs. Oh, Nirvana, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a it's a bar and, and restaurant sure. that has consoles and um, people can play video games while they're there. And like the setup that she has there is fantastic. Yeah. If uh, you guys are in the Dallas Fort Worth area and you've never been, I highly recommend checking it out. The cocktail list. Doesn't Coral Sword excellent? Also? Coral Sword yeah. does it, but they're like coffee, right? Or they do drinks yeah, yeah, too. They do coffee, pizzas, maybe. Sure. Uh, there's I've been to one in Montreal. I just uh, slack Jen about it. Her friend runs it. Same idea. You know, you turn in your ID or whatever, and you get you get the controllers and mm -hmm. whatever you want to play over there. Like people are doing it for sure, and it's awesome. It's just I think even that is more the novelty of it. it's a bar that you can play at, right? Not, not Nerdvon. I haven't been there. I couldn't talk to it. It just requires so much space and so many. It does, yeah. So many consoles or PCs or whatever it is that you're running. Like, th if you've got 30 people there, you you either have 30 machines or you have 10 machines and 20 people just standing around watching, Yeah, which is possible. It just, like, I don't know. I, that, that infrastructure seems really, really big. You know what you do? You do a bar and you just, it's just a Nintendo Switch bar, but all you do is every table has the dock there. And people bring their switches, plop them in, play on the TV there. It's that's not, a million that's dollar idea. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Sell some Tato skins, some wings. You're yeah. all set. Yeah. <laughs> Tato skins. Who doesn't love a good Tato skin? Dude, now I want potato skins. Yeah, right? I, I want wings, and I want wings specifically from that one pizza place. Oh, Square Pie Guys. Yeah, that's the one. All right, really good wings. Yeah. Are you, or are you, we're going to see Fast and Furious. We can figure that out. I'm sure we can. Oh, wait. When you, oh, we talked about this already. Thursday. I'm going to be gone. Yeah, Lame. It's that's my birthday, by the way. What? Thursday. You know that? Yeah. What? Happy birthday. Thanks. I'm turning 26 22. 26 years young. <laughs> <laughs> or 26.
Those both of those numbers work. <laughs> uh, Cyber deals of the day. Xbox Live Games with Gold have been announced. The first half of August is Gears of War 4 and Torchlight. Second half is going to be Forza Motorsport 6 and Castlevania Lords of Shadow. It. It's time for reader mail, but before I get into that, I'm going to tell you about our sponsors. We're going to start with Third Love. If you didn't know, all the kind of honeys are wearing Third Love bras. They love them. They love, they're great. They can return them real easy. You take the Fit Finder quiz. It's great. What is Third Love? Well, Third Love is a bra company that uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for the perfect fit and premium feel. Third Love offers more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. Uh, you can skip the trip, find your fit with Third Love's online Fit Finder, order, and try it at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. You answer a few simple questions and find the perfect fit in 60 seconds. Over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date and it's actually fun. It takes less than a minute to complete. The best part, of course, you don't have to go to any weird uh, bra place and have to talk to them. You're Super just, awkward, do, Greg. Do, do Nobody it. likes that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about it, obviously. But I, yeah, I can't imagine that's fun. But you imagine you had to go to a dressing room and someone was going to like put measuring tape around your junk. No, I know. I don't like that. No. You'd be like, no, get out of there. Kevin does it all the time to me. And I'm like, why? And he's like, just because. Uh, it's got a 100% fit guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it and third level wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find the perfect fit. Fit stylists are available every day via text, chat, or phone calls. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. Uh, this is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. There's The straps won't slip and the tags won't itch. Uh, because they're tagless. There are no tags. Uh, they are lightweight, super thin uh, memory foam cups that mold your shape and are proprietary to Third Love. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. O- order. Go to thirdlove.com slash games now. Find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash games for 15% off today, today, today. Next up is Upstart. Most of us have found out the hard way that getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard, especially if your FICO score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers a smarter interest rate based on uh, your history and all that jazz to pay off your high interest credit card debt. You've heard me talk about it before. I took out a loan a long time ago. Uh, It was a bad, uh, bad interest rate that did not take into account how good of a person I was. Upstart.com does that. Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just a credit score. They believe in you and they understand that. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in a few minutes without affecting your credit score. And the best part is that once your loan is approved, most people get their funds the very next business day. The next day! Over 200,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards, student loans, and fund their weddings or to make a large purchase. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. And hurry to Upstart.com slash KFGames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit. That's Upstart.com slash KFGames. Now it's time for Reader Mail. Before then, breaking news. I asked Jen, what's the name of the place, uh, the gamer bar her friend was running up in Montreal? She responds, it's dead. It got flooded and all the electronics got fried. <gasps> oh my oh God. Oh no, isn't so, that what insurance is for though? I, but in Canada, they operate on a maple syrup system. Nobody oh, understands what's going on yeah. up there. Gosh, the, they probably have a lot of maple syrup. The prime minister is a moose. You know what I mean? You know what they're going to do? It's like northern <laughs> exposure. <laughs> I am an old person. If you remember that show, you are too. Um, let's start. With kale. Like the food? No, with a C. But that's cool, right? His parents loved kale so much they named him kale. No, that's super lame. 
It's Kale Dolphin Corn, so either he's from oh, the future, man. he's either from the future, oh, or just that's his pen name. Oh, 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 What's good, Greg and Andrea? Oh. Someone recently out of high school, I've come to the realization that, uh-oh, no more time for video games. I used to spend any time I wasn't with my friends and free to play video games, but now I have a full-time job and more responsibilities than ever. I've noticed that I haven't been gaming as much, unless... It's Ultimate Alliance 3, all the praise, all praise of the Switch. <laughs> My question is, how do you all find the time in your busy schedules to game, and when did you realize you were playing games less? I mean, I, I realized it, like, every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, Starting the stupid business, not having any time to do anything. Yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, like, there's obviously being, you know, our own bosses is has its benefits, but the downside is, like, you never really stop working yeah. on the business and so that kind of um, permeates itself across your life all the time and also we continually talk about the struggle of having to play things for our content versus yeah. playing the things that we would just want to play on our own and that has been particularly difficult for me because I really like investing in some of the live service games that sure. I've enjoyed over the last couple of years but I can't just play Destiny 2 all the time, you know, like, and that's troublesome because I want to just be playing Destiny a lot of the time. And I think that they've really done a great job of making that game more appealing over the last six to nine months. But there's other games to play. And it's like, it's, it sounds like a really terrible thing to complain about. And for the record, not complaining about sure. my job. Sure. I love my job. I work really hard at it and I am grateful for it every day. But since you asked, <laughs> um, I think it's just about balancing, you know, the games that we need to, to play for work and the games that we want to play for fun. Yeah. Uh, you uh, and I don't get me wrong. I'm not uh, you take it in a different way than I do a lot of times where I think I, I and granted it might be different companies and how we see we, you see your role. What's good or a games cast contributor versus what I do. It kind of funny where I'm not afraid as much to get anchored into something for longer but even knowing that mm -hmm. what long for me is a month you know of me playing the division pretty hardcore and not being able to switch off not to mention that when we started kind of funny it was just the idea that we no longer had to play everything you can play what you want to play and so it always is that thing of what am i in the mood for i'm right. trying to get going on fire emblem uh started it on sunday but it was that thing where i knew when i was starting it to Kale's question, I didn't have that much time. And I'm like, this isn't the right way to do it, but I'm going to try to do it. And I yeah. liked what I saw, but it's the same thing where I was talking about a little bit with Fallout, where I think I put in all of 30, 40 minutes, enough to be like, okay, I am interested in this. So when I turn it back on and have three hours to play, I'm just going to restart and go from the beginning and get back into it. Yeah. So I know the characters. Um, To the question of like, when did you re realize we had less time with games? Like, yeah, it's comes with the responsibility, right? Yeah, I think it was when we, I started getting promoted at IGN when it when I was noticing I wasn't reviewing games at my desk anymore, mm -hmm. and I was actually having to do it all at home or on the weekends or whatever. Uh, nowadays, like to fit it into the schedule, right? It's a balancing act, as I know you're well aware of, uh, being on camera and talking about games. And we're lucky enough that I think we get to talk about the industry as a whole based on the you know our. Uh, expertise or whatever or, or right. history uh rather than like how easy allies reviews games right and they're like making that kind of stuff day in day out um so it's talking about the industry and movements and trends and things we see there which is helpful but then it is going home and spending time with john for you jen for me and then you know for me it's often jen will be like if there's nothing she wants to watch or nowhere she, we want to go that night it's like all right you can play games right now if you want otherwise i'll usually do stuff with jen until she goes to bed and then try to play at night or like i'll put it on calendars too of like this weekend i need i need to play this and like kevin and i are doing the vr show right now and i told her last night when we started we were like she's like you want to play something now i'm like 
I really want to marathon the boys with you. And that means that tomorrow I'm going to have to put on a VR headset and sit next to you and ignore you. She's like, that's fine. Yeah. Whatever. No big deal. It's about communication and making sure it happens that way. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think with your relationships with the people in your life, whether they're your partner or your family, your friends, like if you don't communicate to them, you know, your desire to play games, yeah. um, then that can lead to, to conflicts with people. 100%. And I think that there's the balance too. If you don't have somebody in your immediate life who lives with you, for example, to make sure that you're blocking off time to go out and do things with your friends and not get too sucked in to, to video games yeah. and to online spaces, though there are communities to be had in those spaces as well. I really kind of, it, it bothers me when I see video game players portrayed as these reclusive people all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, maybe they're like, super involved with the guild that they play with and they have all of these friends they play with online. I think there's nothing wrong with creating, you know, these virtual friendships with people as yeah. well. But I think, again, it just comes down to that word balance. And with our jobs in particular, throughout the year, there are pockets of time when we have a lot more time to play. And then there are pockets of time where we have absolutely no time to play. Yeah. Um, and so kind it's of feast or famine, flows. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Diatribe. Uh, I got, uh, I, don't, I went to this weird dinner Right. We talked about it on the kind of funny podcast, right? That I got invited to and you didn't reveal who you were kind of thing until you sat down to dinner. So weird. Then afterwards there was like speeches. It doesn't matter. Uh, I was talking to this guy at the mingling part of the event though, right? And it was an old man and he like, uh, he's a composer. He's won a bunch of Oscars. And we were talking about what I do in video games. He's like, and I'm like, what? And I'm like, you don't like video games? And he was like, it's just that they're so isolating. And I was like, well, no, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, explaining how they aren't in like the communities and online. And his, he was just hung up on people not being in the same place. Right. Not physically I, in the same room. And I was room. like, I, I understand what you're saying, but like, what a small box you're putting all this into because I'm more connected with people through games than I would be if I wasn't, right? Like me being in mm -hmm. a room with a bunch of people watching a movie in a theater doesn't mean I'm connecting to them even though I'm there. You exactly. Know? That's a perfect example. And then I stabbed him. <laughs> Ray Briggs 2 gets the final question of the day from patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says what's good Greg and Andrew I am an old man gamer I am 40 or at least will be in four days and I feel like every news story I hear is about streaming subscription services free to play and shared world games I'm a couch gamer that almost never travels. My Switch never leaves the dock, unless my daughters have it. And sometimes, I even get up to change the discs in my PlayStation 4. Now that's the oldest thing you fucking said right there. <laughs> I know I'm a Neanderthal. And at times, I feel like the way I play games is under attack. I'm sure I will be okay in the next gen, but I am never going to stop gaming. And I worry that in the next next gen, uh, in the next next gen, everyone is going to want 10 to $15 monthly to have access to the library of games when I really just want to purchase just the one. Do I need to talk? Do So do I need you to talk me off the ledge and tell me everything is going to be okay? Or do you think we are all headed to the, the future of heavy laden with multiple subscription packages? Ray, I think people are going to be happy to take your $60 all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, well, I'm more. I mean, there's going to be games like Destiny and Division that are online, and you need to be connected to the internet to do all that stuff. But I don't see where us moving to a place anytime soon in this generation or next generation or the next next generation where it's like cool. The only way to get your games is a subscription service. No, 100% agree. I think 
the worry about the, a digital future, though, isn't unfounded. It's, it happens quite regularly that someone like Apple will remove something from your library that you've paid for. Mm. And that's why I also still prefer physical media because I feel like, oh, I've spent my $60 on this game. I have it and it's always going to be there for me on my shelf. Sure. And it's tough because I'm trying to balance like buying digital and buying physical now because of the portability of so many of the systems that I'm using. Because if I take my PS4 on the road with me, you don't want to bring I don't want to bring a bunch of discs with me, right? No. And then because of the way the licensing works, in order for me to download it and have it on the console, like I can't play it unless the disc is inserted or I have to buy a second license because there's no way for them to talk to like, each other. Yeah. And it's like that part is super frustrating um so like i i feel your pain ray but i don't think that you're gonna have subscription packages because as greg mentioned game companies want to continue making money and as long as the major publishers who really have the most amount of influence in these subscription packages can sell individual units they're never going to bundle their games exactly yeah you're going to be able to buy your games don't worry they're going to want your 60 bucks or your 100 bucks for whatever deluxe edition with the weird board game yeah (laughs) they're going to want it don't worry, Ray, it's going to be okay. Get off the ledge. But stop buying discs. Just buy everything digital. What do you care? Yeah, it would be, I think it would be, it would be nice. I don't know if this is possible, but I have to imagine it is. That they could watermark each of the discs, right? This digital watermark. Don't they do that for Academy Award screeners? I thought they did. Yeah, where it has like somebody's name on it or whatever. Right. So mm-hmm. like you could, I mean, not with the actual like lower thirds, but like a, like a fake watermark so they can trace it back to somebody, right? Okay. So if there was some kind of a watermark on the disc, but then you got a digital code. So that way you can have the disc, but then you can also play it without the disc inside the console. But then the licenses match. Yeah, And I then hear, they're yeah. tied to that single unique identifier. But you technology want, has to exist. You want the right? identifier so I can they can go after the person who bought that disc or whatever. No, so the well, so the idea is the reason why that doesn't exist now, right, is mm-hmm. because of the aftermarket, right, the yeah. resale market. I'm gonna sell you and how games, yeah. devs and publishers are like, we don't like that. We don't get a cut of the, of GameStop's used game sales, right? Yeah. So that's why that is the way it is. But what if like we could, you know, make it so that we could, you know, so you could share it with your friends, but they just couldn't resell it. Hmm. Seems complicated. Right? Like they could play it, but they couldn't install it on another system. I hear you. Just buy your games digital. Just get over it. Get just over get over it, it he just says. Get over just it, get over everybody. it. Join us in the future, Ray. Kevin and I are over here. But we have digital flying cars, thing. and it's great. Uh, time to squad up. Oh, wait. Nobody wrote in with a new squad up today, so there's no squad up. So let's go to You're Wrong. This is where people are watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Um, everybody's everybody's ranting and raving about the balloon DLC for Mario. We already talked about that. Get off, exactly. God. Thank you. <laughs> Lord of Pwn says, "Note: Borderlands Three can be played offline. Uh, it's also six weeks and a few days from launch. So I guess even if the servers were down, we could play locally on one system." Kevin, that'd be happy for you, right? That'd be happy for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more game spot stop hate because they canceled some Kingdom Hearts stuff. Uh, Fendi says, new dates for you. Uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Refuel's next Grand Prix slash season is starting August 2nd through the 25th and is called Back End Time. So there you go. Ill Grill Chill says, uh, Captain Captain Toad Treasure Tracker now has Labo VR support for four levels for free. Uh, Labo, Labo. 
Uh, Spencer says, heads up regarding out now. Corpse Killer is also out on PS4 everywhere besides the U.S. today. The FMV light gun shooter comes to the U.S. on PlayStation 4 next week, August 5th. If you are in the mood for a hell of an odd game trailer, look it up. Ah, we're late now. Nanobiologist says, I assume H1 Gski is pronounced High Sky 1. That looks right. That makes sense. That makes sense. That lead speak, yo. Um... Alex uh, Russ, Zero Syndicate, says, Andrew made mention of it, but just to clarify, Destiny 2, Solstice of Heroes, begins today. Exciting. Yes. The new Solstice armor set is so cool looking. Um, All right, I'm good with that. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily for... Whatever today is. The 30th, I believe, of July. July's Tuesday, almost July over. 30th. Can you believe it? Holy crap. Tomorrow will be a Widow Wednesday. Thursday will be an Andrea Thursday on her birthday. Uh, Friday, it'll be me and Tim. Remember, the games cast is Thursday, August 1st, 2 p.m. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. The same place that you can submit all your questions, comments, concerns, and everything under the video game sun for this show each and every weekday. Video game news. You know how it is. Right, Kev? Yep. All right, great. Andrea. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. As always, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you.